Welcome to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is episode one movie review of Army of the Dead. I saw Army of the Dead uh, directed, written, and cinematography done by Zack Snyder. I believe this film was done prior to his Justice League four-hour epic. He used some of his filming techniques he did in this film into his Justice League, which we saw in the epilogue scene with the Joker. Oh, before I get into that, hey, Adan. Hey. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just going off right off the reins. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, You brought up a a point of like when you saw. When did you see this and what was your experience? Uh, I saw Army of the Dead. Pretty much, I think the day of or right after it premiered on Netflix, and okay. you and you saw it like I think a few days later. No, I just saw it like a few days ago. When did it come out again? It came out like a couple of weeks ago. I want to say I saw it essentially late at night, like around two thirty-three in the morning for a two and a half hour movie. I was not like fresh during the day like watching this with a hundred percent focus but i did watch it so it did premiere may 21st so yeah so it's been it's been a while now since the time we're reviewing this this movie is about two and a half hours long when you saw it initially what was your first response well uh, my first response and keeping in mind that i was trying to find a way to go to sleep because i wasn't Kind of like I need to watch this movie. I need to watch this movie. I'm like, let me find a way to go to sleep. This is a two. I knew it was two and a half hours long. Any movie over two hours to try and go to bed usually would be a good way to knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. When I watched it and finished it, I was like, meh. And just to be frank, it like it had action, had good cinematography, it had highlights, but nothing really grasped me to be like this is actually really good in that sense. When I say meh, I mean like it was entertaining for what it was at that time, but it was just, I really wasn't there a hundred percent. I remember everything of the movie. Was it because you were tired or that it, it just couldn't hold your attention? I put myself in a position where I was isolated from everything else. So it was like, it had my attention, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't have my intrigue. If that makes sense. That's not a good sign. When you can say like, I isolated myself from all outside external influences and I can still walk away and be like, meh. It was more intriguing about like the stuff behind the scenes, but at the same time, for various reasons, it has highs and lows. Well, let's talk more about the film that we did watch. Yeah. Spoiler alert. The movie starts off with obviously a, uh, not obviously, but a prequel to events that happened that occurs in the main story. We see a, a Las Vegas newlywed couple that just got married. They're on the road in the middle of the night. They're like, I don't know how late it is. It's maybe like say four o'clock in the morning or whatever. Then there's a convoy, a military convoy coming in. Turns out they're, they're traveling on the same road. You have the couple, the new wife starts to give the new husband, the lack of a better term, roadhead. On the other end, we have the convoy who are named the Four Horsemen, which is so obvious because they're about to bring the apocalypse if you will with that name tag and you have the two uh, military guys talking with what could be the package what we know they just came from area 51 what could it be they don't know then for some dumb reason newlywed couple their car instead of being the same lay they just veer off into the oncoming traffic which is 
the convoy and the convoy for all of a sudden in the middle of the darkness they get shocked and surprised there's a car right in front of them they crash somehow the package opens up a couple are immediately killed from the impact one of the soldiers calls in telling what the situation on the other end the officer is saying get out get out just run but does anyone do that no that's when you should follow orders but they're disobeying orders to find out what that is in the package and in that package, we come to see the Alpha. We come to later know as Zeus comes out and starts killing and dismantling the convoy. There is a scene that pays homage to American World from London. We come to find out also that this zombie or Zeus or Alpha, if you will, is actually former military because he's wearing a dog tags. Then from there, the Alpha stop looking over Las Vegas. And with him, it's the, what you call them, they're betas, but there's another name. There's a betas or is there another name for that? Well, in the movie, they just referred all of them as alphas, which I never liked because I'm like, there should be only one alpha. And mm -hmm. because he's unique, he he's the one that makes the other ones that are faster, stronger, more cognizant of the other zombies. So I call them betas because right. they're it the, makes, the it makes sense. Step. So he has his, his two betas behind him and they're both looking over Vegas. And then from there, we are introduced to the opening credits, a montage of all the chaos that ensued. In that, we are introduced quickly to the, the ragtag bunch, the Ocean's Eleven's crew for this movie. You have the Batista, you have Matero, you have, not Rosie, but you have Hardaway coming in. Think that the main crew that came in to help those not infected to, to a safe haven. And it's done beautifully. The camera angles and the slow-mo and the music, all that stuff, exceptionally well. That's where uh, Zack Snyder freaking hails in. After that montage, we're going to almost like present day. And in that present day, we see Bautista's character, who is Scott Ward. He's a cook. They're watching the news and everything's pretty calm. It's like everyday kind of thing. You see on the news, they're about to bomb Ground Zero, but all the zombies are there. And so they're going to do it and around the 4th of July because it'll be a spectacular thing to witness. We see uh, Sonata's character, Bly Tanaka, come in and he offers an offer he can't refuse. Quote Godfather, but in a sense, like there's money there left. What was that, 200 million? Uh, like 250 million. Uh, Tanaka said, you know, if you go there, you'll get a certain percentage. If you and your, your team can go and get it before it gets blown up. After a quick thought, like, it was like a little hesitation and he said, okay, he agrees. Mm -hmm. And then we go in and see him collecting the crew. You have your specialists, you have your mechanic, you have your crack safer, you have your, your pilot, you have your comic relief, you have your sharpshooter, you have all these stuff that you would think you need. Now, before that, we see a little backstory on him with his family. I like this scene a lot where he has to take down his wife who turned. He, and instead of shooting her, he takes out a knife, gets close to her, and even though she's trying to bite him, he passionately puts... But it's almost the, like he's trying to rationally... Even though he knows that she's infected, it's almost like he's trying, hoping for, like, rationalization now. And then, like, when he had no other choice... That's when he put her down. He comes to grips to his reality that she's mm -hmm. gone. He's mourning as he's doing it. He's actually making it official. And then we see his daughter on the other side of the door that the zombie mom was trying to go through. And then we see her later on. Since the, uh, the apocalypse happened in Vegas, there have been camps based or outside. There was a wall built. Again, apropos to current times so, mm -hmm. uh, to keep the zombies out and to keep people, I guess, the current residents or the recent residents of Vegas that have nowhere else to go at the moment, they stay there. And his daughter is a volunteer. 
there she knows a family and the mother's called Greta who wants a better life for her kids. We see at that camp also that there are security guards, pretty much like we, we've heard reports on security guards or officers taking advantage of their power over the locals. A lot yeah, of they do allude to that. We see that little backstory on the daughter and where she's coming from. We also get a little introduced to a, a coyote character that can take people in and who will pay whatever to get some money that's loose there, get into the yeah. slot Ransack machines. or gather supplies because they weren't being really truly supported in those camps. And so like they would use, they'll get materials or money so they can bribe their way out. While this group is gathered... And to make everything official and, and, and to go over the final details, you know, they have to agree to have Martin, who is uh, Tanaka's like right-hand man, to make sure everything goes according to plan and not screw over Tanaka. Martin was the, the safeguard, but we'll find out later on that it's not just about that. They get that coyote together. And for some reason, the daughter has to come. Well, we know why the daughter has to come and join the group. Because Greta left her two kids at the camp to ground zero. Very apropos in the sense of how allow illegals come to the United States to make a better life for them. And through that, we learn a lot of things of these zombies. And all hell breaks loose. Backstabbing happens and things of that nature. This is where... I think you and I really had issues. Yeah. Up until that point, I was following along. Some of the backstabbing that happened was frustrating. That's when the story really got convoluted. It's like when they started like, okay, we're going to start ramping up the story. We have to set up. We have the Ocean Eleven. And we're starting to ex execute. And just like, was it Reservoir Dogs? Where they start showing the movie after the heist. And they focus on like what's going wrong that I was having a problem with. Or the things mm -hmm. that... Just didn't sit right with me. And they go to a comparison of movies. Aliens is a very strong uh, influence on this movie. Ocean's Eleven, you have also, in my opinion, influence of A Quiet Place. And we'll go to that later. You saw there was homage to American Werewolf in the prologue mm -hmm. scene. Um, you said Reservoir Dogs, where before they go into the ground zero, there's a plan. And the plan sounds beautiful. Just like almost any situation, but when it comes to execution, it, it doesn't always happen that way. I did feel... This movie was not focused. I do compare it to Star Wars in the editing process or point of view. Yeah, you, he, you were mentioning about the original trilogies versus right. the prequels. Right, A New Hope. When it was originally made, it was all over the place. The editors did a great job of just making it singular, just had it direct, like this is what we're going to do. We're going to get a band together. We're going to save the princess. Yeah. And then it came to other things to uh, destroy this Death Star. Here we have a girl who has to go in to, to save the mother of these kids. Uh, they're trying to get this money out of a safe. They're trying to not get eaten up. They're fighting against each other. I guess we can take this opportunity to talk about good things. Let's talk about the highlights. Even though the action was very minimal for being an action zombie film, but the action that was done was done very well. I do like how the evolution of these zombies, the king and queen, his soldiers, and they had the subordinates. Then you have degrees of that. I like the fact that there was also zombie animals. You had a zombie tiger. You had a zombie horse. I know you have seen other movies where there's other uh, zombie animals. I have not. 
but I know there's other movies that would have, because they'll all yeah. get infected. They'll get infected one way or another. And I like that, even though they can't make words with their mouths, there are communicating and there's ways of communication. You told me before when, when a person dies, their nails and hair still grows. So these creatures are dead, but their hair is still growing, especially Zeus. Granted, you have yeah. other people who still like a, still wearing a crew cut, maybe because they're recently turned, but he's the one that has uh, long hair, his body didn't really decay that much. Yeah, he's smart because he knows like what will take up one of it, one of his own down. What did you appreciate? So we we both agree. Good action. Uh, Zack Snyder, the man, is an artist for cinematography and how he depicts the scenery, the views on the flow of it. Very well done. And the opening sequence is like a freaking music video. And like even some of the fight scenes are kind of like music video esque. So like he's very good with that aspect. So like you can hear the music, see the responses, and everything that's going on there. Oddly enough, some of the the way he depicts some of his action, you told me that it reminds you of Michael Bay. Yeah, like kind bad, of bad boys. Of the technicality of his kind of like what I liked. Like when I found out about Pig on uh, Otero, literally substituted an entire character out of a movie and put this uh, person in. I would say 90% of it was perfect. Like it almost seamless. There was like maybe a handful of moments that I could be like, that doesn't quite fit. But for the way that they did and how they had to do that, because they didn't bring in anybody else. They just pushed, put this person in over the, and they said, do your thing. Don't try to copy this person we're replacing, which is fascinating and really impressive so there are aspects that are really impressive the scenery great where that's where i stopped i do like the cast great act give a, a good performance for what they're mm -hmm. doing for me it was like take character and garrett dillahunt's character martin and Batista's character, I think they really stood out. Tiggs, I liked. She was one of the other comic reliefs in the film. I liked that her, one of her lines, and says, what a piece of junk, as how Luke said it when he saw the Millennium Falcon. And I just like, mm, I love it. Things like that I did enjoy where Zack Snyder got his influence. Uh, the safe breaking scene, that's essentially Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark. We first see, oh, do you know who that is? The, who's this guide? From the Raiders of the Lost Ark? I forget. Doc Ock. Holy cow. <laughs> Alfred Merlina. To, and, and anyway, but you're right. Yes, they have booby trap to get to the safe. So if you press down on a certain thing, you'll, you'll have spears come out. They, they had the darts and then they had the wall. Can't remember what was right. the third. Those two parts were definitely Raiders of the Lost Ark. The heavy influence was aliens. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. It was like probably Predator, the Heat. They don't do the, the yeah, they don't do that. that which would have been actually cool. Yes, yeah, so if we could see within the zombie's eyes or a zombie's point of view, that would have been cool. Not much to like in overall for a two and a half hour movie. But now to the easy part. We're not being critical to be mean, maybe, but we are going to bring up these points because these are definitely things that we did have issue with. Starting uh, from being the newlyweds and what I, they're driving and they pan off and catches the people off guard, like they steer in. That could have worked maybe if it was during daylight because there was nowhere, no one around there on an isolated road. Sure. Or, or like the, the glare of the sun hits the windshield mm -hmm. so you can't really see. It, it is the crack of dawn, but you can see that the, the people are driving and they're having this light just on them. And it's not a brief moment. Mm -hmm. literally is on them for like two minutes then they go oh look out bro how do you not 
like I, I've driven down at night and I've driven like in a regular environment and I've driven in environments where it's like just a dark road with nothing on. You see that car for miles. Right. And you know uh, well, like what's coming your way. When you have it that bright, you're like, you want to be like, get the high beams off. Yeah. It felt weak. But overall, if cliche was a movie, this would be it. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff we saw, we've seen it before. It was like nothing new brought to the table, which is sad in a sense that he also did the remake of, is it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, he did. And which was fantastic because he did bring stuff new to the table, but he didn't make it apparent. He brought stuff that was new to the table that you had to do research and find out you know, from people like us that actually did the research or followed other people. Because I, I remember watching the movie and going, why are they, their heads sparking? Or why is there blue stuff here? Find out from other sources, including my brother, they, they introduce potential aliens because they don't confirm 100%. They introduce robot cyborg zombies. They hint at possible time travel. I, I did not get any of that while watching the movie just going like i'm just confused why some zombies eyes were glowing when they weren't i'm like maybe that was an editing mistake and it just got by you have a problem with how the package was brought about or exposed uh that scene kind of pays homage to return of the living dead because it's a military thing going out my problem they're about to go into ground zero the main problem i had scott ward's daughter your typical teenage person like i am better than this you don't have to tell me what to do i have I, I can do whatever i want you're not the boss of me we grew up no not talking back to our parents we brought up respecting higher authority to an extent you know people who are more experienced than us and she has this thing and at the same time it's like do you know there are zombies right across the wall she had this attitude like i can do whatever i want whatever you do i don't care it reminded me of the the daughter of a quiet place because the daughter was the one responsible to have her younger brother die. She was responsible to have her father sacrifice himself to save her. She was responsible for all the chaos because of her arrogance and better than thou attitude. Her father, you know, saying that you can't go, well, I'm going anyway, with or without you. And he's like, okay. But he told her, it's like, you put everyone in this crew in danger. And she's like, uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, he literally said, "If you if you don't do what I say, if you veer off, you're gonna get these people dead." And what happens? They all die, pretty much, including like, the one that she wanted to save, Greta. She's responsible for every one of the crew, even her father. Definitely one for sure. We know didn't die, or confident that she didn't die by a zombie or whatever. Well, the and the other part about that, and because I agree with you about the daughter, Kate. Yeah, she was not necessary. Everything that happened in that movie, you could have had her all the way up to the point where they were getting into the city and then leave her out the rest of the film and you can still have the same film. Everything else could have played off exactly the same except for maybe a couple differences because of Martin's Mm -hmm. uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. And so stuff would still pop off. They -hmm. still would have had some chaos. Most -hmm. people probably would have died. Mm -hmm. Makes absolute sense. Make a minor change as to why they find Greta. And you still have the same execution without the daughter because she's basically used as a plot device and a very weak one Yes, to cause the chaos. That to me was not necessary. It's one of those things like feels like people talking about like how he just puts in stuff to explain stuff to make it more rational mm-hmm. when he, he's not trusting the people to understand the story. That's what I did not like about 
being two and a half hour zombie film, yet Let he did not throw in explanations. Okay, let's talk about that too. We are now in ground zero. And immediately as we enter ground zero, we see piles and piles of dead bodies. The coyote, she tells us, these zombies only awaken when it rains. Like a sponge that just got de uh, stuck in the sun and dehydrated. Right, and so we're like, huh? Do we? Does it ever rain? No, a waste of exposition. Then we see right after that, in order to be accepted in on their land in Ground Zero, a sacrifice has to be made. We see that happening where they sacrifice Burt Cummings, that's Theo's Rossi character, who's from Luke Cage, by the way. He gets sacrificed. They take him back. They quickly ex explain like how there are different zombies. There are zombies that are turned just because they get bit by the Alpha, by Zeus. They come to betas, or you become full-fledged zombie if you're eaten. Yeah, if but, you get bit by the beta, or if you get bit by like regular zombies, you just become a regular zombie. Right, but it's not really like explained well. You mentioned earlier that there's zombies that seem to, when they get shot or hit, there's like a, a metal exoskeleton or a skeleton mm -hmm. in, inside. You see they have blue eyes. I made that conclusion because it made sense to me that those are cybernetic zombies made by the military to infiltrate, recon, and see how they act. And you brought up earlier when we talked about it before that would have been a cool switcheroo if one of those zombies actually helped the crew. Like there's someone in the back uh, behind a computer screen turning one into a helper. An and, ally. But again, you have these robotic zombies actually attacking the crew. So I was like... I can understand having a drone or having something that's infiltration, but why would you create something that will potentially turn on your creator? Makes right. no sense. I mean, if they were there to watch and record, that yes, that would not happen. They'll be more like on the sidelines, like far gargoyles, if you will, just watching over and recording everything they can. They wouldn't be not participating in, and they would be stronger than the regular zombies. They're enhanced. To me, I thought that would have been like a great twist. Like you don't need an army of these things, maybe like one or two. Their infiltration units is just like T-800 from Terminator. They turn, like they have like protocols like Robocop, where it's like, protect the humans they got these to protect they realize this situation is popping off they can't salvage their mission so boom it, it executes and now we have a fight between zeus who's like the strongest of the zombies i'm like oh that would be entertaining an opportunity missed we have here time travel so people have uh theories and they he kind of hinted at these things too zach mm -hmm. zach snyder does not like to give confirmations when he doesn't give confirmations they're like dude you're kind of confirming the way he answers the involvement of aliens and time travel is a factor this is a fan theory the omega and alpha people believe zeus is actually the same vendero yeah. he mm -hmm. survives at the end and he gets turned into well we don't see him get turned we which don't, we yeah. don't see how he got bit, but he does. So, so a lot of people feel like it's actually time travel for a couple of reasons. One is because of the multiple bodies, the multiple layouts of the maps that we saw. And mm -hmm. it's that actually people are in a loop and the bodies are just staying behind and they don't realize. That theory, I, I'm sorry, I think it's, it's stupid. Well, because Vandero has an Omega tattoo on his chest. Zeus was the alpha, so it was like the, the alpha and the omega. Somehow he got bit by the alpha. Well, we're he, assuming it's alpha. He's the omega because he's now traveling to Mexico City. Talk about the action scenes. I did have one problem with one fight scene. The zombie is able to come down and find the crew at the safe. Batista, at that moment, he goes ballistic because he just witnessed a friend of his 
who just for some dumb reason took the opportunity to tell her love for him, which it made no sense because of the time frame. We do get that there is history between these two. We see it from the opening credits. He approaches her first. We don't had yes. a two to five minute explanation of how yes. she loves him. She, she didn't, didn't do it for, it for the money. money. She did it for him. And like, I'm like, really? This is, we're doing this now? Seriously, you're absolutely right. He goes ballistic and then he meets one zombie who's like a master of Kung Fu. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't like there were several zombies doing the same thing. It was just yep. one random zombie who's doing the parkour, uh, Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan, Tony Ja moves, which was cool. It did not make sense. Granted, there's a cool scene in, in that safe area where Zeus comes down and he has the, the helmet to put on his face so he won't get shot in the head. I was like, well, you know, I like that the intellect thing. His helmet is only half covering the head, but the back of the head is totally exposed. You mean to tell me you can't fight him and find a way to stab in the back of the head? Seriously? Like all these flaws. Anyway, it looks like he's about to be bit. Teeter, the crack safe guy, he hits Zeus in the head to help him not get bit, throws Vando a hole in the safe, closes the door on him. And I'm thinking, how the hell is he going to get out? He's going to suffocate and die. So you just like, you see that he's sacrificing himself, Dieter that is, to rescue his new friend from being turned or being bit. But Vendero, out after the bomb has been dropped, he's fine. It's like, how, they didn't show how he got out. Maybe he was able to press a button or that the explosion unlocked it. We don't know. Yeah. There, there's there's flaws with that. Remember people talking about like, and I've said this, granted you said like, well, we don't see any radiation burns. He's at ground zero. The amount of radiation there would kill him before you even had burns. Regardless, like something would have happened, but nothing did happen. He was able to walk and walk and drive and drive and then apparently have a ride or fly. So they get the helicopter off, right, to fly, to go to Olympus to find the daughter. And somehow the helicopter is met with a zombie who is in the basement, up the elevator shaft somehow, and get on his zombie horse and race across town, be at the same hotel around the same time they're there. Really? I mean, then the helicopter really sucks. Go over orders of kills, if you will. The first to go is Burt Cummings. He's um, he's the sacrificial lamb. Do we consider him the first? Because he technically was turned, and then well, he comes back. So is it the first or is he like, he, he's a twofer? He got first and then he got later. Like he's no longer part of the living. Let's just say that, Fair. okay? We come to his chambers. I liked her. She was the, what you called her from Aliens. She was the- Yes. Yes. She was the badass and she was a badass. And I'll be honest, I hated her at first. Her right. character, like portrayal and everything. I was like, oh God, you're annoying me. I, I don't like her. But then when she gets betrayed and she needs to start taking them, I'm like, this chick is legit. Her death was weak. But the thing is that what happens there, what leads to her death, beef with Martin, and she knows that something's up with him and that he's not on the up and up. She calls him out on it, but she called him out on it on the wrong time. While they're walking through zombies who are hibernating, reflective to I Am Legend, there's like glow sticks going down for everyone to follow. And I think we've seen that somewhere else before the glow sticks. I think from Aliens as well. I'm not sure. But anyway, Martin takes the stick, throws it to a different direction. Chambers, who's behind him, follows the glow sticks, goes in the wrong direction, wakes some of the zombies up. And instead of shooting them, she's taken out with knives, which I thought was really cool. The way she was executing them was done very nice and, and fitting because it makes sense. Then she had to start to take the guns out because more yeah. zombies started to wake up. Then we see here that he locks the door. And then she gets dragged away. And we dragged think away. 
we, we think, think that, that she's dead there. After Martin comes out, Mickey turns to Martin and says, where's Chambers? says, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think she got, she got taken out. We see Chambers with zombies on her back, jumping through a window. She sees Martin right next to Mickey. Instead of ratting Martin out, she says, go without me. And then Mickey, who's a sharpshooter, he could have shot the zombies in the head to get them off her. And then she could have ran or escaped because she wasn't bitten then yet. What does he do? He shoots the gas canister. Her death was unnecessary at that time. Matter of fact, they gave a better death to Mickey. Yes. So like the two of them were like Diaz combined. Like because they gave Diaz's death in Aliens right. to Mickey and they gave the badass personality to Chambers, which mm -hmm. is a shame. Because mm -hmm. I, I would have rather uh, Chamber have been like, boom, go out on her own choice. The third There's... to go down is Maria. It is Maria. Prior to her death, we see her profess her love to Scott on a time where it's not needed. Their asses had to be up a building and on a helicopter and several miles away before the nuclear bomb goes off. And they have 20 minutes to do so. As soon as the elevator opens up, those betas grab their head and twist their head like a top. And then we have... Teacher and Vandero still collecting money, but they're blocked off by Zeus and some betas. Vandero takes off his gear. Why would you do that? But oh, well, I think he ran out of ammunition. So he gets his ass beat, but he's saved by a Teeter, who is eventually sacrificed or killed by Zeus off camera. But he's he's all he's number four. Then we go back to Mickey, Scott, and Lily, they're on the casino floor shooting all of them up, which was you have Mickey sacrifice himself, gangster style, doing the grenades. That's number five. Martin is the next. We come to find out that it wasn't about the money. It was about the DNA of the zombies. And yeah. instead of getting the DNA, like getting a blood sample, he said, why get the blood when you can get the head? So he took the head of the princess, uh, the queen, excuse me, to take back and so they can weaponize it, which we think was what happened here originally, that the American military doing experimentations on their soldiers. And that yep. was the one, Tanaka trying to do the same thing, Japanese government, Japanese military, or to the black market. Anyway, he gets killed by the zombie tiger, which was a little bit too long. Maybe yeah. to show that this guy was such a dick, he deserves the pain and suffering that he endured. But what I do like, since he took the head of the queen, the tiger took his head off. Oh, um, fun so, fact, if I'm correct, they asked, I believe it's Carol Baskins for the, uh, like, how would a tiger attack? So she got money for this film? Yeah, it's not Jesus. controversial at all. But then, then we go to the coyote. Who technically, we can't say died or not, because she got speared into the wall by Zeus, but in the shoulder area. She could have bled to death or bitten by others. We don't know, because if you don't see it on camera, it didn't happen. And we don't know if she survived the radiation blast from the, again, we didn't see it. So we can say maybe 5.5 with her. And then we have here the last hurrah. Scott, uh, Marianne going over to save Kate, who was trying to find Greta, who for some reason thought she survived. And apparently she did. She was one of the survivors to either be the new queen or to be a new host of the next evolution of zombies. Again, they don't really clarify it. They showed the queen was pregnant. It's not for sure that they had sex to have that baby or that she was already pregnant when she was turned. Alpha knows because he can, he has that sense, whatever, and we and he pulls out 
the fetus, you know, who has like a blue hue to it, again, we don't know if they bumped uglies or is already there. Or if there was know. some different form of impregnation. So during her escape from one hotel to Olympus to find Greta, she's hiding behind a, a tilted car. One of the zombies is smelling right next to her and they can't smell her. I mean, she's not covered with dead parts like we see in The Walking Dead. She's not covered mm -hmm. in mud like in Predator. She's sweaty, salty as all hell, and they just go right and they leave her be. I was like, are you serious? But to quote you, as I digress, so they go over to the hotel to find her. They find her somehow, and there's a real quick fight scene with Zeus, mm -hmm. and they get to the helicopter. The helicopter now is not there. So now there's, there's Scott... Kate, Greta, waiting for the helicopter. And just like aliens, the ship rises just when they thought it was gone. They get on there. They leave. Zeus freaking runs, jumps, lands on the helicopter. They're fighting. During that fight, Marianne gets shot. And then from there, somehow he shoots. I can't remember how, but he executes a, a shot and kills Zeus. Oh, that's because uh, Kate uh, hit. Distract him. Anyway, the king is dead. They're trying to get out of there. The nuclear bomb lands and detonates. It probably also turns off their engines on the guy, like a yeah. EMP. Crashes. Greta, done. Yeah. The father is dying because of the crash. The and pilot, also she's dead. The only person to live is that pain in the ass daughter. No scratches, really, by being thrown off the helicopter unharmed. So she has to take her father out because he's turning. Again, somewhat reminiscent of I Am Legend when his best friend, the dog, turns, goes after, you know, bite his owner. We're back to ground zero and we see Vandero come out with a scarf around, placely neatly around his arm like a, like a Aztec warrior. He walks miles, finds a car. He drives miles, gets to an airport. Bags of money he has able to pull out, rents a plane. Finds himself a little woozy, and then he goes to get himself, like, wash his face, whatever, to seize that he was bit. That's where it cuts off. He's the Omega. Well, how come it took so long for him to change? Where others, it took a matter of minutes. You're right. It doesn't make sense about the time frame, regardless. There's nothing confirming that it is the radiation that slowed down the change for him. And then on top of which, everything else shows that the change is happening quicker from all the other depictions. On that note, let's give an overall our rating system. We'll start from uh, highest to lowest. So highest is ready for purchase. And that's a, you watch a movie, you're entertained, you don't care you know, if it's on sale or not, you wanna own that film, you're ready to go have that in your collection. You'll pay full price for that movie. You're comfortable with that. Especially for someone like me, who also enjoys the backstories of each production behind the scenes, like how this scene was made or like the commentary or the gag mm -hmm. reels. And you get that on the Blu-rays. You know, you don't necessarily get it when you rent a movie or if you see it on a streaming service. Some do have that. Then there's the clearance. Not in a bad way. Clearance is a movie that you still would be willing to own like you see in the bargain bins, you see it there, or it's a movie that you're willing to own but not at full price. I'll get you when you're part of a bundle or when you're at a lower cost. Then right. there's the multi-fund. You can be browsing around through your Netflix. What If you still watch cable television, comes in anytime and you're like, let me play that movie. This is going to be a good time. I don't care if it's halfway through the film. Right. So whether you own it or you don't, if it's on the TV, yeah. you're down for watching it. Uh, there's the one and done. 
Now, the one and done is a, you know, it's a tricky one because that could be still a good film, but you watched it, you were okay with watching it the one time, and you don't feel the need to go back to watch this film again. The last is Waste of Time. That's the movie or show that you've watched. You felt like you wish you could go back in time and tell yourself, do not do this to yourself. This is the one that probably got you pissed off. You're just kind of more upset at the experience. I'll go first. Yep. For me, it's one and done. I may see it again if they do sequels or spinoffs. Because that's another part of I have a problem is that because they just threw stuff out here, all these plot holes that were in this film because they were saying, well, we have this coming and we'll answer questions then was a big mistake that she just had everything just nice and tight and for you if you had caught me right after i watched it i would have been one and done but the more we talked the more i look uh learned about it the found out about like the robot zombies the potential alien potential time travel the his responses waste of time it made me more enraged learning more about the movie instead of being fascinated that I'm like now I have to wait for sequels on stuff that I didn't even catch. These are like Easter eggs that don't pay off. Guys, there you have it. For me, it is one and done. For Adan, it is a waste of time. I think that's it, Adan. I think we've covered as much as we could. We probably left some things out, which happened. Oh, we covered like 90%. We covered a lot. All right. Well, this is fun. This is our first episode together doing this. Uh, specifically, we've done other things. You can catch Adan on Nerd Tots, where he hosts watch parties. I sometimes join him from time to time. We have discussions on, on the episodes that we watch. We watch right now on stuff that is to our liking. Um, anything Star Wars, anything Marvel, anything DC, we will watch, share our thoughts about it, as well as anime um, and animation. For those who don't know us, this is literally how we have our conversations. We go back and right. forth, we discuss this stuff. And we just decided, like, you know what? Let's just turn it into a thing. This is what we do and what we enjoy. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Until next time, we'll be next time. Mm-hmm.